Welcome, Jedi. We've been expecting you. You're listening to the Star Wars Exchange Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Ari. Your escape to that galaxy far, far away. Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seats. What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Star Wars Exchanges Andor After Show, Episode 9, another Belter Andor episode. Who would have thought we sure did? Because Andor is an absolute killer series, and we got another killer episode with Episode 9. And I couldn't be more excited to reintroduce my co-host. He's back from the dead. We found him. Parks did not kill him. He's back. Mike, how have you been? What have you been up to? Man, I've been inside in the back of a trunk for the past two weeks and has been not been nice thank you parks for setting me up but i'm back i'm back better than ever i'm just kidding by the way first off first and foremost shout out to freaking parks artor hell yeah he is the man he stepped up to the bat um and uh he he just he just did it all and i appreciate him he did our thumbnails for us um Mm -hmm. and and everything Mm -hmm. i was yeah I, i i was just uh enamored and floored by the dedication and just love and and friendship that park yeah. provides uh parks provides for us and it's fucking parks. it's it's freaking amazing so thank you shout yeah, out so parks literally <laughs> thank you parks so much for real he is yeah. he's family around here and yeah we we love mm-hmm. him and then glad to be back i'm sorry that i've been gone uh life has just been really really overwhelming and um unfortunately sometimes the podcast doesn't fall into the priorities of stuff even though it's I know, isn't that crazy? I know. <laughs> Ari's very disappointed right now, but it just, you know, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't happen sometimes. And sometimes life yeah. just gets the best of you. And it's just been everything is just being thrown at me. And sometimes it's just honestly, it's hard juggling. It feels like I'm at the assembly line with with Cassian and the rest. And sometimes <laughs> you're not on the winning team. You're you're slipping up. Uh you don't have every every, you know, uh all the energy going towards every part sometimes, you know, you just slip up. So yeah. and yeah so it's it's just been a wild time and if you even notice on my instagram haven't been posting all that much but i do thank you to ari for hanging in there being patient um we've had a lot of discussions you know feisty ones and whatnot i'm just kidding they've (laughs) they've all been they all been love and everything but yeah we've we've just yeah so nothing's going on behind the scenes of the stars exchange um you can stop you know you know what is going on there's a third man on the podcast and he's standing right behind you. Oh, <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't introduce the sexy man. I apologize. Yeah. Our Who is the sexy us. man behind you? It's, it's Cassie Nandor, man. It's Cassie oh, yeah, Awesome. We're actually yeah. going to talk about him a lot today. So it's going to be awkward with him just standing there watching us. But I know. Do you want to see? I don't know. I don't think he wants to sit down. Yeah, he doesn't want he's just he's He's stand. We're in a staring contest right now. I feel like yeah. Leia in Obi Wan against Reva. <laughs> <laughs> what is this show? We don't know anymore. But yeah, uh, welcome, welcome to the Star Wars Exchange. Yeah, so pretty much what we do here is we we compare two shows, The Crown and Andor, and we just talk about oh. the, the parallels and comparisons between both shows, and you know, and apparently no. Ari, <laughs> and apparently Ari, I have nothing to add. So that's crazy. That's the crazy. Yeah. Part. Oh man, <laughs> we've had some haters in the comments lately. You guys know how it is, though. It's all love around here. The hate comes. You got you got to deal with it. But we love ninety nine percent of you listening to this. So 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. The haters, <laughs> go away. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you. Go away. All right. Nothing, yeah. nothing but love. We, we, but do, how, we do love all our listeners. We do. And speaking of our listeners, and uh, you know, you listened to my sob story the <laughs> past five minutes. How have you been going? <laughs> I've been good. It's been a hectic couple of weeks finishing up my college semester, all that sort of thing. Um, but this was like, honestly, the first week I got to sit back and like, I didn't have to like shoehorn and or into my schedule. I was like just on Wednesday, which is when they come out for me. They come out on Wednesday for everyone. But Wednesday, it's like they come out around 6 p.m. or something. I was like just so ready for it. I was like, okay, let's go. Let's let's get this. But um, uh, yeah, so which has made my viewing experience so much better. But uh, no, I've been good, man. I've been good. I've been rewatching some tales, doing all that. So doing work on the podcast, getting some work done and all sorts of stuff. But of course, we're here today to talk about Andor episode nine. What's the episode called? It's called Nobody's Listening. Nobody's Listening. Yep, that's it. Which is the definition of our podcast, but <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Oh man, the poor podcast. I know. Sorry, um, guys. Okay. Anyway, let, let's talk about this episode because seriously, yes. it was it was awesome. Andor is killing it. Um, these last four episodes have just been insane. Every single one of them, each week, I'm like, oh my god, that they're, they're you know, everyone says this about the show, but when you get to the credits, you're like, really? That's it? I swear it said it went for 50 minutes. It feels like it went for about 20. But what do you think of this episode, Mike? And tell people what you thought of last week's as well, because you weren't here. Let's just stick to this week. Um, okay, sure. <laughs> last week, I just, I still have to rewatch it because uh, I've been so busy that Star Wars has just not really been also a favorite thing of mine to do. Watch Tales, which people clip keep asking for my opinion on which we'll get into you don't want to hear it day. it'll disappoint you as no, much no. as it disappointed me no 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 uh anyways um we don't want that guy <laughs> no, commenting no, no. again we don't want that guy commenting again <laughs> that i have nothing to add oh, anyways no. um <laughs> last week's episode i was i just remember watching like 90 minutes of tales and then knocking out sort of just mentally turning out my brain off and watching the Andor episode i just i remember fragments and i remember in prep because i was going to be on do the podcast with with Ari here, I wrote a whole page, uh, like a whole page, two pages of notes, because I went back to certain parts like the Sagarero stuff. And I wrote a whole bunch of notes that, um, I mean, uh, I mean, I just I won't get into. But overall, I thought it was a OK episode. I have to go back, like I said, rewatch because I knocked out. I love the whole um, prison stuff like that was cool. It was a different type of prison than we've seen in Star Wars. Kind of reminded me of the Citadel from Clone Wars um in a way but differently i don't know it's just the use of like magnetic stuff and stuff like that or the 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 energy or whatever i don't i don't really know but these people were like oh man what a what a different experience and i love that andor it's like it it it, it sort of like looks like star wars and then you're just because it all all of it looked like tx um like george lucas's uh yeah, film yeah. th 1138 and um i was just like enamored by um uh, like the role of of Cassian and his him just being thrown into the mix of things and that's what happens here he's just thrown into the mix and having to do best like I, he's always like a survivor so it's like well yes he's playing the card deck over here he's got a trick up his sleeve so like in this episode we saw him like like yeah he was doing the work and he was invested in the work because you know they want to move on why do you want to laugh Sorry, if you want my honest answer, I was just I was thinking about what I said about the staring contest. (laughs) 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 Man, all right, sorry about it. Just laughing, just laughing at myself. Don't worry, guys. All right, yeah, he's. I just threw your whole your whole beautiful piece off track. 
Yeah, uh, keep going. Cassian is a survivor. He always has a trick up his sleeve. I agree. Yes. So in between stuff, he would go and and start chiseling away at parts to escape. And yeah. So yeah, I know right? chiseling is very funny. Chiseling but... away. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, overall, this episode. Uh, or actually, I haven't even gone into that. This episode. This is what I did. I'm like, I gotta change things up with me. So I like for the. I think for the first time of this series, I like sat down at my desk throughout the Andor episode uh, on my laptop and just like, you know, just was taking notes and I was like fully awake because if I went back to the couch in my lounge room, I would have had the same experience last week. I would have knocked out. I would have just been laying there being like, okay, chill, had a couple of snacks, whatever, and then just knock out. But here I was like, we're going to approach this differently. And this episode just did it for me. It was thrilling and it didn't even have any action in it. That's how good this yeah. series is. It was right. it was so suspenseful. And I was like, there's not even action here. There's not a killer chasing them down the, the hallways and running after them or a, a blaster fight going on. And I'm like on the edge of my seat. It's just all yeah. dialogue and tension. And I'm on the edge of my seat, man. So, and yeah, this was that way. It's better that way, isn't it? it? Because it, it's not it just is. like mind boggling blasters and explosions everywhere. It's like yeah so like enthralled in what's going on so yeah that's a good point as well about the action but yeah, yeah literally I, I this this episode had me um uh invested from start to finish and what more can i ask like there's just aspects that i'm like oh man that's so good and uh the mon mothma stuff again was so mm. oh man like i saw a meme on twitter that was like um before that the series started people were like oh i can't wait till my uh favorite jedi shows up or whatever and then now it's like now that we're in the Andor phase, it's like I can't wait to get another Mon Mothma scene again. I was like, so <laughs> true, so true. So yeah. we we live for those Mon Mothma scenes. But how about you? What are your over thoughts? Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, which which you think? I would say I, I'm not going to start on the Mon Mothma thing because that's the only not so good thing I have to say about this episode. Uh, my favorite thing about this episode, we got to see another refresher in Star Wars. It's been a minute. It threw me back to the uh, double agent droid days or whatever that episode of Rebels was called. Um, but no, no, seriously, this this was such a good episode. Just another fantastic episode. This was my favorite, like, finish um, to to one of the eps, like the just that moment coming full circle with Andy Serkis' character. By the way, I know it's the talk of the town. Everyone's talking about about how can we not? How good is Andy Serkis? Like, come on, amazing, he's such a good actor. And he, he's not even doing any of his usual like motion capture type things. It's just him, and he's showing his talents on and his talents are on display because. Yeah, he's doing a, a bloody good job. But no, I love this episode. I really think that it's solidified that the Cassian storyline is what's really carrying the show for me. The other storylines, I'm enjoying them a lot. I think the the ISB story goes really well hand in hand with what's going on with Cassian because they're so closely linked. Obviously, they're chasing Cassian. Um, but to, to kind of put my, you know, my slightly negative thoughts to, <laughs> to the table for a second, I... I'm getting really sick of Cyril Khan, if I'm going to be honest. I don't care what's going on with him. He's just He seems like a bit, a bit of a little creep at the moment. And <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't know. I'm not invested in what's going on. I was really happy to just let him go after that first those first three episodes. Um, and then I was like, okay, let's give him a chance. And I feel like I'm just like, oh, we're just dragging our feet with him. <laughs> what is yeah. even... Like, I trust that there'll be a good payoff. And you, just watch. In a few weeks, I'll be saying, how good is Cyril Khan? But at this point, I'm just like... I'm getting sick seeing him sick of seeing him week to week and just not really interested in what's going on. With We're him. not getting anything with him. It, it seems like the same thing over and over again, which it also is starting to feel like with Mon Mothma, 
Even though there is a story oh. progressing there. Don't get me wrong. I love my Mothman. I love what they're doing with her in this he show. He put his finger up. However, <laughs> however, I think, um, I just think what happens to her seem, feels like the same thing every week with the husband, the daughter, um, you know, a bit of secrecy around the apartment, whatever it is. I understand what they're trying to do, but it's feeling really repetitive week to week. Um, however, I'm still loving it. And I'm sure that will, um, you know, something, something is going to have, pay off with that all this stuff that we're getting with it so i'm fine to sit through it but at this point i'm like oh it's feeling a little repetitive however you know i'm, I'm still loving it but uh man the casting stuff is so good you, you you didn't think the empire was bad before well just look at it now like this is this is crazy everything that happened in this episode absolutely loving having melshi back i think that's just incredible yeah. parks had to point out to me last week that he was even in the series because i didn't even realize but well, i told um, you beforehand in the previous uh, podcast episode all right, maybe it was you. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. I'm getting the co-hosts confused. But um, anyways, but what a what a banger episode. I I just th- those are my overall thoughts. I'm just rambling at this point. But let's uh let's go through the storylines and let's start with Cassian's because I think that was by far the strongest. Um, what did you think of just how that story all played out this episode? We started in a point of he was still kind of just working, doing his thing, and then by the end of it he's planning his escape because the empire is corrupt and they're holding prisoners in for a lot longer and pretty much a lot longer than they should and pretty much never letting them go so what do you think this i was like oh here we go with the with the general ford assembly line again that's what i thought and for you it's like a it's like a car assembly line where it's just like it's just repetitive um but what fascinated me about this fascinated me about this concept it's like literally this is a slave labor camp that we haven't seen before um because we're used to like oh labor camps in the empire we usually think wookies so this was like refreshing to see an aspect that it's like dude they're literally building legs for an atst or something or like an atat or they're building machinery for the death star like you just don't know that's the creepy part and i love that the series doesn't tell you um because i love in rebels when we would go to these factories and you saw them assembling type fighters and stuff but what makes this very ominous is that you don't know what they're building you don't know what part of the empire this is going to and they're building it you don't like you're there for like 15 seconds and they built three of these things already and it's like imagine what all the other groups are doing too and combined with the hour that's scary that's that's scary so i love that like this bright white setting but with this dark aspect to it like it just it, it, it hits me um pretty pretty in a nauseating feeling feeling of like <laughs> yeah. what are they building man um yeah. but Oh my God! The whole uh, Kino in this Andy Circus's character—I didn't even know the series needed him like that. But it—it it just once he came in, I'm just like, please don't leave. This guy um, carried the episode for me. I was like so I invested agree. into into Cassian, yeah. you know, breaking out. I was like, okay, cool. We're gonna get the like Shawshank Redemption uh, yeah. type thing. Okay, cool. And then, man, when he's talking to him. Uh, across the the rooms in that like you know um i heard on um oh whatever i forgot but the in the room in their holding cells or in where they ever they go to sleep when he's yelling at him he's like nobody's listening nobody's listening oh my the chills that i got i was like oh my god so the way he's just like they just don't care enough to sorry that's my phone they don't (laughs) care enough to lower their to turn off the (laughs) ringer yes (laughs) <laughs> they they don't care enough to listen like they they yeah. just don't care about us like yeah, I, yeah i'm i'm right there with you like literal chills when that was going it, on it was it was chills and overall the cassian story i mean it turning out like 
to when uh his name's Olaf, I think, when he collapsed. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, because throughout the whole episode, I'm like, I'm really scared for Olaf right now because he just kept yeah, yeah. like and, and then it finally happened, and then they have to drag him away. And I was like, Oh wow, they're like letting the you know Cassie and and was it Melshi that was with him? Uh at the very end. At the very end. It was just Cassian and uh Kino. Kino, it wasn't someone. Oh, okay. It was just them too. And I was like, oh, wow, they're letting them stay here. Okay, cool. Maybe the Empire does have some heart and all this stuff. <laughs> and then the medic comes and he's like, he's just, he's basically uh, just going to euthanize him. And I was like, oh my God, like, where are they going with this? And it, it just gets revealed. And, and and as you said, you alluded to the full circle moment of uh, he has, he, I love when Cassie knew his moment. So how many guards are there on yeah, each level? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he really did know. All right, this is the time. This is the time. Yeah, he, he just emotions knew. are high, and this is when he's going to tell me. And what, he just what knew. way to finish the episode when they cut the credits. I was just like, it was great. Wow. It was. I Wait, literally goes no more um, than twelve or something. Never more. Than never 12. more than twelve. Yeah, yeah, never more than twelve. Instant chills again. It was yeah. what because again we had that sort of like earlier moment and and where casting started yelling. And then, oh my God, just ha- coming full circle and just having that moment, man, just just punch. I was like, let's yeah. go. It just, I man, Cassie and um, Cassian's character, this whole show, I'm just like so digging. Like, yeah, what a great moment. So um, He's going to become so many people's favorite, or not favorite, but, or potentially favorite, but, you know, top five, top tier Star Wars character really quickly. He's already, I'm already thinking like, he's probably in like my top 10, top 20 yeah, characters. Yeah. Like, from this Same. show something i just want to say as well about um the thing with the doctor uh and this r- when he was there and kino was trying to be like to him he has 40 days left on his sentence yeah. and he's like 40 and the doctor's just not listening because he knows it doesn't matter he's he's, he's stuck in here forever he's, and he's like he's looking at seriously 40 days left like we need to just get he needs to get through these 40 days and the doctor's just like i don't and, and even when, i don't want to know his name i don't don't tell me his name exactly i'm about to that was pretty much that was so cold and and he was asking him like tell me what happened because it was seeing kino where he's put in this position it's like I, I if anything like of course like in our eyes we saw him as the bad guy and now it's like oh he's just doing what he he's obviously he's still it's like on the if we go on a morality scale it's like hmm, you could still like defect a little you could still help cassie and, and him out uh, but like seeing him have a heart in this moment for Olaf, it's like, come on, help him. I was like, oh, yeah. it, 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 oh, shoot, like it, it just gave you, like, it yeah. was heartbreaking, and it gave you like a new uh, perspective to Kino, who we just met. Yeah. So I well, love also, that. It, it, it links him well with Snoke's characteristics because we do know Kino will eventually become Snoke. Yes, so. of course. <laughs> yes, I was waiting for you to bring it up because I was gonna bring it up. Thank you for doing that. Uh, yeah. I could oh, still man. see that if, if we were, if this show came out back in, you know, before Force Awakens and it was like linked, you should, even the just theories, before Last Jedi. Bef- yeah. It, oh, yeah, before Last Jedi. Exactly. The theories would have been skyrocketing. Oh, my yeah. God. But yeah, I'm glad that the buckle's yeah. over. Um, but um, when, when he's, when uh, he finally gets the medic to like crack and whatever, tell. And this entire time, I'm like, I'm like confused on this bridge. What's going on? They're like, like doing sign language to each other, like hand signals. I'm like, what is going on? Like, what's going on on level two? And you hear that a whole group was eliminated, terminated. Why though? And then we get that answer. It's like one of them was, um, he was supposed, he was like, you know, sent home, but he came back. And No but one they ever put leaves. him in the wrong one. Yeah. They, put him, they put him in the wrong I, I'm one. I'm still and... a little confused about this. So so what my understanding is, they've said, 
he was meant to be on level two or something, and then they or, or on level four, and then they took him out of level four, and he was meant to be released. But then, of course, as they do, they just put him back into the system. But then, how did they not know that he was just going to be like, "I was meant to get released. Why am I back here?" Like, how did they not know he was just going to say that? But th- then they were saying like they made a mistake. So I guess that was the mistake that they put him back in the wrong one or something. But then I'm like, you could put him in any imperial prison, and he would have said, "I was meant to get released." You know, you know what I mean? So, little bit yeah. confused what's going on there. Not going to lie. Okay. Are you I... with me, or do you understand it more than I do? <laughs> I think you're pretty stupid right now. I'll just have with you. I'm, and now that you bring that up, <laughs> yeah. that's that's fair. I yeah. I mean, I would assume that's what someone I, would do in his boots, but yeah, yeah. I I back Tony Gilroy in to like make this make sense. But at this point, I'm kind of like, mm. this was the first episode where there are a lot of moments where I'm kind of like, wait, what is happening right now? I don't understand. A lot of the big stuff, we'll get to that, but that's confusing the hell out of me. Um, this is why <laughs> you need to watch the episodes more than once. I've I've only seen all the episodes once at this point. The right. only things I've ever rewatched in Andor were um, was just the final scene of this episode because I went and rewatched it as soon as I finished it. Um, but yeah, also, I loved the scene with uh, Kino talking to one of the guys on uh, Cassian's table and who was trying to do the sign language. And he's like, how can you be talking all this time and you can't even get one word through or like something like that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Jeez. This it's is a tough intense. day at work, huh? <laughs> yeah. What what do you make of all that? And, and what what do you make of the sign language? Yeah, I thought. I mean, I thought it was very innovative for the prisoners to come up with stuff like that. And it's, I mean, they're doing like all this stuff, and you know, um, yeah. through the through the glass. And I, I just thought it was pretty cool because I was confused. Did that happen in the previous episode, or was it just this one? Yeah, no, it did. It, yeah, that's what were, I thought. They were building toward it. Yeah. So um, when it was going on, I mean, yeah, it's it, you. You know, when prisoners are in prison, they create their own languages sometimes in terms of like, you know, either behaviors or stuff like that. It's like, you know, what's going on and this is how they're communicating. And um, I'm telling you, all those moments on the bridge were very tense. And I was yeah. like, what is going on? It's like, prepare for program. And I was like, what yeah. is going I felt like I was watching like some fu- futuristic movie. Yeah. And I, I just got these, if anything, uh, these moments of when they were signaling to each other just put me on the edge of my seat more just because i was like what's going on like you know and and it was like that build up to a whole squad getting eliminated and um you know kino essentially told keep your men in line you know don't ask don't tell you know and i love that someone someone told that to him and kino's like what do you mean keep my men in line yeah yeah that's that's what i'm saying it's like someone told that to him and 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 um uh yeah exactly and that's where he started like asking more questions like yeah. what happened on level two it's like yeah, seeing yeah. that eventual progression of him like going yelling at the hand signal thing and then going to yeah. him now asking questions wow yeah, that was great exactly. you know another thing i want to point out was with um melshi he there was actually a moment in la- actually i lied a second ago there, there's another moment i did rewatch in the last episode but and i went and rewatched this after this week's episode because uh, me and my girlfriend were trying to like break down the whole thing with what they were saying about uh, figuring out what happened at Aldani. And I was like, okay, I need to revisit this. And I realized in one of the scenes where they were talking in like the bedroom area <laughs> or where it is, they're, they're cells before they have to go in and they like lock the door. Yeah, that area. Um, Melshi was like, got, went up to Cassian, Cassian after they had just sort of been like, do you know anything that happened with this this heist or something? And he was like, oh, no idea. Nothing to do with it. Um, and then Melshi sort of goes up to him. He's like, they've doubled everyone's sentence. No one's getting out ever. Like, you're stuck here. 
like so Melshi, I don't know what's going on, but he knows what's going on because he pretty much said last week no one's getting out. Like he, he's already said it. So yeah. Mm. I don't know what to make of that, but Melshi knows what's up. <laughs> I feel like Melshi's the type of guy just to not create rumors, but like hear one thing and just go with it. I feel yeah, like true. I don't know. I feel like that's just Melshi. That yeah. could be the case, but thank you, investigative Ari and his girlfriend. That that's great. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, anything to say else to say about the Andor story from this episode? Um, I think that about um covers it. I think that um, I, I like I said, I thought the entire thing was brilliant, and I'm see. I, I want to see what next week holds for the Cassian story and what he was chiseling away at. Is it going to be like an escape route, a certain tool that he's going to use? I mean, they were already setting it up where the guards were coming down where it's like, okay, then we would have to jump on now and eliminate the guards. Yeah. And I, I wonder how it's all going to work with the, I mean, I it, just by a press of a button, the prison just goes all staticky and falls to the ground and, and shocked by the floor. So I'm like, how are they going to escape? I'm very intrigued. Um, <laughs> But yeah, nobody's listening. What a what a chilling phrase. And then uh, the the ending again. I have to say that is one of the most uh, like that's one of the best endings in Star Wars ever. Period. It's, it's that was just great. Yeah, yeah, it was just Fantastic. it was it was literally great. Oh, um, and you know okay. what? Yeah. Got to say no. this real quick. Which or, or what are we gonna talk about mm-hmm. next? Bix? I was gonna say Mon Mothma. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk, just, we can talk about Bix. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Bix here because this correlates. Yeah. I just want to say. It. I love the brilliant transitions. Oh, we're just about to transition here. I love the brilliant transitions <laughs> of um, Bix screaming, and then it would transition to uh, whining of machinery here in the at the ca- at the factory and whatever, whatever the camp, the labor Ooh. camp. That was yeah. again spine tingling, spine chilling. You would hear Bix scream, then go to the whining of of the metal and whatever. And I was like, oh my god, that was so oh, like that was perfect, but enough. Not the best way possible. Like that was just, oh, <laughs> in man. the worst way. Possible. In the worst yeah. way. Yeah. Oh man. man. So yeah, the stuff with the stuff with Bix was just horrifying. <laughs> like genuinely horrifying. I don't know what's going on with that psycho doctor guy, but holy what crap. a weirdo! Like that was just, oh, what a weirdo. Um, I I can't remember exactly the description he gave for those headphone things that she had to wear, but it was like it was pretty much just the recorded sounds of like children dying pretty much yeah is that right that is just man star wars has just taken a direct gone into a direction i did not think we were going in but my god and uh, i don't know if this was specifically the one you were talking about i mean this is more about the acting because I, I was talking to my brother yesterday this show just hits on like every cylinder like acting writing cinematography like everything is just like it just hits on every level and the acting in the show is so good. Obviously, we already said Andy Circus, Diego Luna, all that, but I don't I don't know the name of the actress, but whoever's playing Bix, like yeah. that performance was was incredible. That, that that would not have been easy to do. When when she went from like you could tell she was like mortified from what was going on, and then she just like unleashes like just like this scream. I was like, wow, like I really feel that. I feel like that's happening to me right now. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> what'd you what'd you make of it all? It just reminded me of the horrifying screams from, uh, from was it Triller? Or Se- oh, it was from Seer, Seer Jenda from Jedi Fallen Order when she's being tortured. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and you just see her screaming and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty, that was pretty intense. But yeah, the, the moments here captivating, uh, again, not, not in the, not in the best way possible, but, uh, 
man i just i was just curious what they were doing like i was paying uh very uh intently on what they were putting on her on bix what they were you know what they wanted and stuff um so because pack sold her out apparently he told her about the whole operation or, or he told yeah. uh the what's her name Deidre about the whole operation yeah. um oh Deidre but that was but that was after going through the same torture that Bix has just gone through right 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 so it's like I was curious as to see what she was going to reveal but when they were when they I was like no no do that cop-out moment where they don't put the headset on her but then they do and then she just starts like holding it in and she starts screaming oh horrifying I think this episode should have been released uh actually a week ago before Halloween. I think that would have been fitting. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would have been fitting. But um, yeah, all in all, I thought these uh, scenes uh, were very tough to watch. They were very tough yeah. to watch. And I felt sorry for, I remember back in the day when Clone War, I'm sorry, Star Wars Rebels, uh, Tarkin's, oh, what's the episode? Uh, I can't even remember. Um, I'm so bad with the names now. But uh, Call to Action, I think it was. Yeah. I was no, not where Call- he. Are you saying where he cuts the two heads off of the Imperial officers? No, it's the one afterward. Uh, Rebel Hope, Resolve. Rebel Resolve. Yes, D- yes, Rebel Resolve. There's a there's a moment where Kanan is being tortured, and you just hear Freddie Prince Jr. screaming and stuff. And yeah. I remember I had a, a father in my comments being like, you know what i'm not a fan of star wars is like i'm trying to watch with my kids star wars is meant for kids and he was complaining about freddie prince jr scream and whatever like the torture scenes with kanan and that that was mild here this was just like all this is something if, else yeah. this was something else so it's just like i thought i thought back to that father back in 2014 it was or 2015 i'm like man i wonder what he thinks now <laughs> this must have yeah, been yeah i mean tough. everyone's different but i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want kid like you know everyone is uh, up to their own opinion on this but i'm like damn i wouldn't want like a kid like under like 12 watching this show <laughs> like, yeah it's pretty, no no for sure for sure fun. but um, yeah yeah also moving on from the big thing um dedra i again i actually somewhat similar to how i'm feeling with the cyril khan stuff i don't know if, if i'm just hating the character because i hate the character because she's so goddamn evil or if i'm just not really enjoying what they're doing with the character I think it's a mix of both because similar with the Cyril Khan stuff, I'm kind of like, ugh, this again. Like, um, I like what she's doing in like in terms of like with the ISB, but yeah, I don't know how I feel quite with it. However, I'm still very interested in like, um, like I'm still like pulled to the story and stuff. And I think I, I once again don't know the name of the actor. I think she's doing a fantastic job as Dedra. Yes. Like, dude, her can't, facial can't say enough about the acting in this series. Her... But yeah her facial moments during the big scenes that was everything yeah. the intimidation yeah. that she was putting on and yeah, yeah it, i i just like i remember clearly just the facial reactions that she was doing to intimidate um bix and it was just it was literally everything but it's like it sucks yeah. because at the beginning you're almost rooting for dedra because it's like she's she's like the only woman there and and they wrote it this way by the way uh tony yeah. gilroy and company where it's like she's the only woman in the room and she her voice is being silenced constantly and when she finally yeah. gets that victor you're like oh yeah. wait you're a fascist <laughs> it's like <laughs> yes yes oh no oh, wait oh wait you know <laughs> like, so yeah yeah i had that moment and constantly i'm like man i really like this character but i'm like oh wait i forgot what you do just because i i, I love that she was the one that picked up that little inkling and being like there's something not right here. And now she's like uncovering a whole puzzle piece and it keeps going back to that stupid um, 
that stolen Imperial hardware that we saw in the first episode, it all goes back to that. So I feel like this is, this is what I, this is kind of like what Thrawn does, you know? So I'm like, I'm just loving every moment that she's able to, you know, do and stuff. But it's just at the end of the day, I'm like, Oh man, she's a fascist and everything. I'm like, I'm not with it, but it's just, you know, at the beginning, like I said, I was rooting for her and now I'm just like, you are an evil person, but you're damn good at it. You're damn good at it. Um, Yeah. Seeing it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause she, she's, she adds to this. In yeah, in Rebels, we saw the Empire being bad and stuff. Like, remember those episodes where it's like, I'm just trying to sell a pair of Yogans here and then <laughs> throw the best. The down. first episode of the series, <laughs> the first episode, the first moment I'm in just the trying series. To sell a couple of Yogans. <laughs> he gets his basket thrown, and then poor, um, oh, what's the farmer's name? I, I could, uh, oh man. Lu- uh, uh, Mr. Sumar, Mr. Sumar, Mr. Sumar, Mr. Sumar, and and he, you know, his whole house gets destroyed. His wife Bruh. and him are taking prison. It's like the Empire, they suck. But in the movies, we Bruh. never like really saw like the overall impact on the everyday citizens, right? Yeah. And in yeah. Rebels, we got like more of a scope like that, but nothing, nothing like this. Where in Andor, yeah. we're like literally seeing the slow um incorporation of the empire the soul the the soul like um the slow colonialism or whatever of it and it's just like damn and you and i love that mon mothma scenes parallel that where she's like where do we realize that our overreach is overreach and it's like yeah. i love that it's, it's just mirroring what's going on in the back or in the yeah pretty much in the background of the series with uh, aldani and stuff um you know the empire just being we're one station here but then we take over the planet you know yeah. so it's um i, I absolutely love what Deidre um the Deidre's character shows it's like yeah guys the empire is effing evil you know it's like yeah. if you're if you're an empire stand right now like if you got the little bumper sticker at, like go empire our families for the empire in the back of your car get some help <laughs> just <laughs> I, I don't know what else to tell you i don't know what else to tell you but yeah uh, last time mike was on the podcast is telling people to go outside and touch grass and now he's telling people to go out and get help <laughs> fair enough man i'm with you i just didn't know we were going that hard on it but um, oh, uh, anyway let's let's move on to sarah khan because i have nothing to say about the storyline besides ugh, can we get out of it i'm so sick of seeing him sitting at that kitchen counter with his mom i'm just like oh, i know God. how many times have we seen him eat that cereal yeah <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not vibing with it. What do you think, though? There's there's a couple things. I think that he's a total mama's boy, and it was totally it was it was just very true. It was just made apparent here. Not that it, it wasn't before, but I just love that she laid into him, being like, "I pressed your clothes, I make you dinner, I rooted yeah. for you when you were on the ground, and when you were high above." You left me. You forsake me. So I love that she like laid into him because I felt like he needed that slap. He needed to be humbled yeah. a little. Because how many people do we know in our lives that we just like, you know, she picked him up at his lowest moment and then all of a sudden he's good, forgets about her. It's like, how many times yeah. does that happen? So I absolutely love that scene because it felt it felt too real. Um, and then I just, yeah, it was the every week, like last week, I don't even know why. he. I remember the ending shot was him in like the, I think the like the whole offices yeah and his new big office or and i'm like okay so i yeah i i i think you said it best we're just trudging with his story like it just yeah. feels dragged out um and here i'm just like when a couple episodes ago there was like this moment where he was looking at a cassian hologram or hologram sorry 
and I was like, oh man, we were like both like speculating, what is he gonna do next? Like, we're excited for his story, like, where is it gonna go? And then it's just like we're pick we're picking it up here when he talks to Deidre. I I honestly Deidre. think it would have been so much more effective his story if we did not see him after episode yeah. three, and then in like what the finale or the episode before the finale. Uh, Dedra's like, I found that I found what we need to find Cassian, and then he walks in the room. We would have been like, What? No way! But it's like, I don't want to see him sitting at the kitchen with his mom. Yeah, like, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I actually did enjoy it at first, but now I'm just getting to the point of, Oh, okay, yeah, we get it. Like, I, I just, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not with it, but no, I'm, I'm it just feels like we're taking up screen time, if anything. Yeah. I'm like, We're taking up the runtime, like, hey, let's uh go back to someone else now, you know, yeah, for sure, because I. I there's there's so many scenes of his that I feel like we could have just cut out as you said I think yeah I think that would work if we just like have been missed like not with him this entire time you know because we did yeah. we really need to see all the mom stuff and th- see that he's a mama's boy man yeah. yeah like it definitely adds to the character but it's like uh you know this show is called Andor and I would, I'd prefer, <laughs> I'd prefer right. stick with him but we have we have a lot going on and I feel like this is one of the things that they don't have to juggle you know it's like you yeah. could put the ball down for now <laughs> yeah exactly um anyway let's talk about the final thing that uh, we haven't talked about yet and that is the mon Mothma stuff like i said I- i'm really enjoying it but it's just feeling like a lot of the same thing every week and i understand there is a story progressing there what i did love was her scene in the senate it's just it was similar to the last one we saw but it's like yeah the imperial senate is just hopeless she seems to be the only one actually saying anything in there i wonder if the emperor is even in the room like i don't even know but i love the, the- yeah, yeah go I, lo- I just want to say I love that there's a shot that it like looked it like pointed the camera pointed to like where he's supposed to be and he's not there and I was like ooh yeah. he's not even there <laughs> they it's it's great but um I'm not sure I- I'll tell you what though we we haven't even mentioned it with 37 minutes into this recording we haven't mentioned the reveal that Vel is of course Mon Mothma's cousin cousin um obviously Vel was you know uh pretty much the leader of the whole Aldani operation. Uh, so yeah, that was a big reveal. One that I I liked. I liked all their interactions, um, especially the one. I think as as she was leaving, she was like, "What do you want me to do?" And she's like, "Just go out there and be a, a rich a rich girl for a bit, and like show make make people think that the last thing you'd be doing is fighting some for some rebellion or something." Right. I, I really like that. It, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels like a lot of the same, just with the daughter and the father. I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, we get it, Perry. You don't, you don't, <laughs> you know, it's is like yeah. I think his name is Perry. Yeah. Or he's he seems he seems like a pompous but that his name would be like Perry. It'd be hello Perry, you know what I'm saying? But anyways. Um, we're just making yeah. enemies out here now. We are, we are. <laughs> Sorry if your name's Betty out there. But um uh, you know what? I dude, I like I actually there is an aspect here that made me love Mon Mothma a bit more, and it's like or at least her character or at least like the overall what's going on behind the scenes with the approach to her character. Like, I love that um, her like approach was made to the rebellion. It was, it was a lot more like painstaking than we imagined because it's like, yeah, and I'm not blaming rebels at all, but it's like, we just got like, you know, just like this quick moment, you know, it's like, Oh, like I'm here today and you know, gather me, gather here if you want to help me. It's and I'm glad they did that, but it's like, they, here I felt like they took a more nuanced approach and we're slowly building to you know the aggressions in the senate and then we're also getting uh moments where it's like man it wasn't as clean as we thought like 
she had you know we all thought it was like okay i rebelled today and now it's my rebellion no she's she's even having turmoil with herself being like is this worth it like do we even have enough credits like where what are they going to think of me like she has these moments and i love that we went back to the senate and we see more cries for help and by the way i wish i could do this every time i disagreed with ari just turn my lights off here i'll do it right now I just wish I could do that every time I disagreed with Ari. Like, I just oh. wish I could. <laughs> but that was such a cool moment where they're just turning off the lights, like shunning yeah. her. I was like, oh, man, what a cool moment. And um, yeah. do, you, do you, so first of all, what do you think about what I just said? Second, do you think we'll actually see Palpatine show up into one of these Senate hearings? Uh, I do think we'll see Palpatine eventually in the series. I don't know if it'll be this season, but I think eventually he will show up and I, it, I think it would be a cool reveal if like while we're in the senate it just like cuts to like the back of his head or something and then even yeah. damage there and he's like uh does the senate agree on the act of any he just like shuts mom off down or something i think that'd be great because we need to see why right. she it, why she gets to the point of i just need to leave the senate it's just it's a it's not a fight it, worth fighting anymore i need to get on right. the battlefield um so that's what i'd say to that and what was the other thing you said about Mon Mothma, what I had just said about like, yeah, about like the the approach not being so clean as we once thought. Yeah, I, it's you know, it actually reminds me of of the Last Jedi. If I can talk about the Last Jedi for a second, I just watched it yesterday, so it's in my mind. But it, it reminds me. <laughs> Sorry, the audio listeners, rem- I turn off my light. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the way Luke talks about how he was portrayed to the galaxy as like. I became Luke Skywalker, a legend, when really at the end of the day, I'm a kid that grew up on a farm and, and is gifted with all this natural talent. Um, and I happened to do a few good things, blow up the Death Star, uh, destroy Darth Vader, destroy the Emperor, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, and but he's like, I just became a legend because, and it's just not really who I am type thing. And there was all this unrealistic expectation. Anyway, my point is, that's kind of how I feel about Mon Mothma before this series. I was like, Mon Mothma, there's nothing wrong with her. She's an absolute angel. She is the, the queen of the rebellion. You know, she... Um, she's been pulling this whole operation together for the last 20 years. And anyway, so it's, it is really strange to see her at her lowest point, not her lowest point, but just like um, the more realistic, uh, reality that this is for her. It's really, really difficult. Obviously it's, it's affecting her family life. It's, um, it's, it's affecting her friendships. It's affecting everything, you know? Um, but yeah, so I, I do agree with that, but at the same time, part of me is like, damn, I, I miss I miss when Mon Mothma was just like the just an angel that just like saved the galaxy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I just have to say to that, um, that's that's actually a good. A, I say that's a reasonable take. I'll I'll give it that. I won't turn off my <laughs> light. What I did say it when we were first introduced to her family, it's you know, I love that we got to see this side of Mon Mothma that it's not it's not her lifting everything in grace, right? Not everything, not her holding everything in grace because it's like, what if, you know, what if someone came to her house, um, you know, maybe one of her friends and and they're like, how does she want to, you know, keep the galaxy together if she can't even keep her family together? So it's like, I love that approach because it's like, it it also provides her and, you know, some answers to deal with where she's annoyed with her family. She's like, Oh, like just ignore her or whatever. It's like, you know, teenagers, so it's like yeah. i don't oh, know oh, like, like, oh she's just at least at least she's she's become political like oh we can't be yeah. about listening to her anymore she's become political exactly so i don't know like i for me it's like I totally see that reasonable but for me i'm just yeah. like i love that it's like 
I I love Rogue One because we were again showed this glorified rebellion and that's like oh it's we're the good guys but it's like are you though sometimes yeah, like yeah. it could get really dirty with the uh, lieutenant uh, or uh, Captain General Merrick or whatever Draven Captain Draven was that his name from Rogue One where he was doing scheming in the back where he wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like you see so, so you kill him yeah. you kill him so it's like yeah. what after Mon Mothma just said. We need to bring him alive. And he said yeah, yeah. complete opposite killing. So it's like, I love that Rogue One did that. And I love that we're seeing here, even with Mon Mothma, you know, living in sometimes dealing with a war in her own house. So, yeah, I don't know. Like it's and seeing her, Shonda, I'm just like, I see her and Padme and Bale. They were a trio. So the fact that in, in Clone Wars, we would always see uh, whatever Bale was fighting for, it would always meet resistance. But he was treated with respect because he was Bail Organa. Padme had more of a you know a, a, a uphill battle and mom mothma she was another respected type to so to see that going from respected to you know just being shunned being like long live the empire go empire how many times has that happened today in in you know in today's world where it's like here in, in the u.s like you have you know democrats bringing up like actual you know reasoning reasonings about stuff and people are like go this go that and it's like you you just don't get anything. So I I just overall I just love that the show is so Star Wars, but also just it has like a foot in reality, and I just love yeah. that because it's like but Star it, Wars always has, you know. It it always and, has and it. Not not. Yeah. There you go. You go. No, I just want to say that it's just it's just <laughs> it's it's really cool to see, and it just feels like even if every week I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting like a cool Star Wars experience. I'm also getting it feels like I'm getting a touch of reality, like I'm touching grass every week, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're exactly right. And it's like, um, you know, I mean, not not to talk politics. I'm not talking politics at all. I'm just saying people always will go, oh, don't mix styles with politics, all that stuff. We we've heard, we hear that ad nauseum. But, man, styles is one of the most political, like, franchises out there. Like, it is deeply political. And this series feels so Star Wars to me because of the of the politics in it, you know? Right. So, um, I don't, right. I don't care what your politics are, but this, this is a very political show. And like, that's just, that, that's partly why I personally love it. So, and, and people, people forget that the reason George Lucas created star Wars was the U S was the empire and the, <laughs> the rebellion was basically the Viet Cong. So, yeah. you know, go back, go study your history in Vietnam. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> politics <laughs> and Star Wars. Final thing I want to say about the episode is an interaction with Mon Mothma and the, the childhood friend. Firstly, I find it very interesting that um, the whole family's like, oh, like Mon Mothma's old, uh, mom's old boyfriend or whatever. Is, mm-hmm. I assume they're talking about this guy and um, like, oh, you know what? He's been around like a lot lately or whatever it is. Um, but uh, anyway, so they do have a conversation in this episode and she he's proposing a solution to her whole money issue, which is we're going to, make a loan and it's going to be from this person and she is seriously upset with the idea apparently that person is a thug she's not happy with it and we're seeing some serious moral conflict within Mon Mothma um so I don't know I just really enjoyed the way that all played out and you know Genevieve O'Reilly fantastic as all the actors are in this show but um yes yeah Yeah, shout out everyone (laughs) (laughs) for sure but uh yeah that that's Andor episode nine we're on Three weeks left of Andor. Can you believe it? This series is seriously flown by. Not to be cliche, but it genuinely has. Um, but yeah, that's that's our Andor wrap. Before we before we go, Mike, summarize your thoughts and give us a out of ten rating. And uh, yeah, great episode. 
had me at, at the edge of my seat and there wasn't even any action. Like that's all I have to say. Um, yeah. yeah. There's just moments that I love. There was hardly any moments that I didn't love. I mean, the sour car and I was like, I was just invested at the time. Yeah. Cause I'm like, where are we going to go? I mean, the whole simp scene for Dedra was very weird. I was like, Oh, not only is he a mama's boy, but he's also a simp. It was very, <laughs> very, very interesting. <laughs> Never thought I would say that on a Star Wars podcast, but here we oh, are. Man. Uh, is a simp. Karn is yeah. a simp. Start the hashtag. Um, and then uh, he like, I don't know, he like begs, uh, uh, you know, cat uh, Deidre for, for a chance to catch Cassian. And I'm like, okay, let's just speed this along now. Like, I feel like we've been on the same kind of story. It's, it's progression for sure. But I'm like, I want to see that already because it feels like this yeah. is going to be drawn out all the way until like season two. It feels like, so yeah. uh, don't want that to happen, but overall just really, really love this episode. I think this is my favorite episode um, since the Odani one with the, with the, the eye episodes the, the eye yeah, yeah yeah the cosmic event i think this is my favorite one since since then like i just had such a wow. good time with it that and yeah. that one you know that one did feel a lot like stars because you had like blast reaction and all this stuff this was just all dialogue and i felt the same effect of like tension you know that's exactly. insane that's just brilliant writing um overall i would have to give this episode literally like a 9.5 out of 10 just i want to this is the episode that i want to go back and rewatch before the next one comes yeah. out yeah definitely how, how about you yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think honestly, these I've enjoyed the whole series uh, the whole way through, but these last four episodes in particular have really done it for me and just solidified that I am I'm an Andor stan. I am along for the ride <laughs> series. Um, but <laughs> well, you're not happy about that. No, it's just I've never heard you say stan, so that is so funny. Well, I'm just trying to I'm trying to just show my appreciation and love and affection for the show. He's trying to show his Twitter lingo. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, oh god i'm never going on twitter ever again i all i'm gonna say is is i went to look for thoughts on this episode um uh, after it when i was like oh i wonder what people think looked up and on twitter i'm like i'm never coming back to this crap hole ever again um nope. but uh the yeah fantastic all last four weeks have, have really been fantastic this was a nine out of ten for me for sure um uh, but yeah loved it that's Andor episode nine episode 10 next week we're flying through this mike but until then where can the people find you uh on the socials and all that horrible horrible i have one more thing to say because it's gonna okay. not me sorry, after we record sorry for for the go, disruption go. um Let's okay this was oh my god i just have to say this um i like admired how the uh the show displays the isb working over time and mm. and, and, and 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 um uh, like i don't know like on almost tediously because they're working on like very like um just like small events oh my god there's a, a rebel suspect has been captured we must you know do this whole oh we didn't even uh, talk about that yeah yeah we did we, the rebel pilot scheme, could that be yeah. someone yeah i don't know it, it was just like oh a rebel pilot i don't know it was like yeah, it kind of was very it, ambiguous they're like yeah. oh we've got a rebel pilot i was like yeah it was I very asked my ambiguous. dad and he's like it it's probably jack porkins i was like <laughs> <laughs> no but they're gonna kill him it's not it couldn't be jack I love I love the answer from your dad, but you know what? Know. Well, don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. He, let him let him think he, he got this one. Yeah, um, yeah I will. I will. But but I mean, I just love that it had moments like that. But it, because they were working in these small rubble incidents, that it makes like the events of like the of rebels and and the movies even feel grander because it's like the freaking Death Star blew up. Yeah, what's hap- what happened to the little rebel pilot that we caught? It's like yeah. you, you yeah. see that you see the ladder of events like even in Rebels yeah. when they when they blow up like the 
you know, the TIE Fighter Factory in Season 4. Do you know how yeah. big that is? Imagine Coruscant going crazy with the ISP yeah, table yeah, being exactly. like, Dedra, we need you over there. Like, yeah. yeah, start. I just love because it just made it just it, for me, it made the galaxy bigger for Rebels, for the movies. It just made it bigger because yeah. there's a whole unit over here working yeah. double time, overtime yeah. on all this stuff. So it's just like, I love yeah. that. Absolutely. I, li- I like this little segment that we had for you at the end of the episode. I'm going to call, call this Mike's Minute. Mike's you just minute. interrupt Please the end it. flow of the episode and you're just like you know what it's time some mike's minute i'm just this is my minute and i've got one more point to make and this is it <laughs> i had two but i'll skip i'll save that for next week no i'm just kidding. actually <laughs> save it for actually, next week's minute <laughs> actually th- this is ari's minute now look at what ari got me for my birthday this look is... at what mike got me for my birthday <laughs> <laughs> <We're both laughs> we bought each other hoodies by the way shout out to mike it was his 24th wow. birthday the other day um yeah it was it was a while ago i was meant to i meant to shout him out on last week's spots but he, he didn't make it so that was a no show um, yeah but happy birthday to mike we we absolutely love you here buddy um i love you lots and yeah you're a dear friend and man happy birthday hope you i hope it was all good uh, all a good birthday I got, I got to talk to you for a few hours which is great but uh yeah shout out to mike <laughs> love and appreciation to you and uh yeah more Mike's minute segments segments coming up. Coming. Thank you, Ari, and thank you everybody. Show me the whole SW Exchange community. Show me on my birthday and all my mm-hmm. friends on Instagram, and had a great time. And I made some time for Ari. Thirty minutes. We had a conversation, and then after the party, right. after my birthday dinner, and everything, after everyone left, we talked for like six hours on the phone. <laughs> six six hours. So it's a good little a, birthday hangout. Yeah. Had to had to make uh, room for my buddy here, but yeah, six hours. So just that was pretty intense. But no, seriously, uh, guys, Andor, as Ari was saying, just what a switch up. Sorry, thank you everyone <laughs> no, no, for the no, birthday no. wishes. Thank you everyone for the birthday wishes. Like I said, yeah. got this. Oh, and by the way, shout out Shane. He brought. Oh this yes, thing. shout out Shane. To mention that. Shout, shout out, out to Shane. Shane. I'm shout sure he's Shane. still here listening. So yeah, Shane. Oh, sh- we love Shane. Thank you. Shout out yeah. Shane for giving me the Andor thing. I just so yeah. appreciative. And like I said, Ari got me the sweatshirt, and Del Rey sent me this. Oh man, I, I need to check my front doorstep. I don't know. Star Wars convergence, but anyways, yeah, been been awesome, and it's good to be back. I appreciate the support that you guys give to Ari when I'm not here. And when I'm here, it's cool too. But yeah, I appreciate it. It's it, we have this podcast. Yeah, there's going to be bumps along the way with life and stuff. But it, this is a long term thing for us. Like when Ari was here in Chicago, we just were like, "This is what I want to do." Like in person, in in the future, like that's our plan to do in person podcasts. Isn't that you know? We eventually grow up and we can decide and move to different places. So it's like. Yeah. We would love to do this uh, on a on a basis where we're in the same room, recordings from one mic or, or something. So yeah, yeah. like just expect more, that. I'll, I'll say this more in person podcast coming very soon. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So thank shout out shout out to you guys. I want to take this moment of my life, my life celebration to celebrate with all of you. And you know, it's 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 been a ride. So thank you for being on it. Sure has. I'll ask you again. Where, where, where can the people find you on the, <laughs> on the socials? You know, follow me uh, all underscore Star Wars um, on Instagram. And if you want to see me be liking stuff on Twitter, and that's it, check that out as well because I don't tweet anything. And make sure to follow the podcast page because it's just it's just a lot of fun on there all the time. So check out uh, the SW Exchange on Instagram. How about you, Ari? Where can people keep up with you if they want to talk, Mama? Oh, sorry, you don't like this storyline. Where can people find you? <laughs> If they want to talk more Andor, 
find me on Instagram at Star Wars underscore exchange. And also make sure you subscribe to the Star Wars Exchange on YouTube. Give us a five-star rating on all the platforms. Follow, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Mike, for coming back. <laughs> it's good to have you back, buddy. Thank we'll you see you me. next week. Um, but yeah, see you guys next week. May the force be with you. Adios. Adios.